0: It's a long gospel, but it's beautiful. Today, we are starting a new season called Grow. For six weeks, Grow will include different homilies with a specific theme. The goal of each week is to grow in faith by exploring the scriptures, like today, right? The Word of God, the gospel. Grow will help mature our faith, that we'll see God as a heavenly Father who loves us. Hmm? I see that you have your journal. Well, the invitation is to write. Write some words or phrase that speak, speak to, to you, right? Speak to your heart. It is said that when you write it down, you remember more but I may say that when we put into practice, when we put into action what we learn, we will always remember, all right? Friends, today, not tomorrow, today, just right now, with the God's grace, let us grow in faith as we reflect on the parable of the prodigal son. Some theologians say that it should be called the Parable of the Lost Sons or the Merciful Father. But today, I agree with this title, the Parable of the Lost Sons. They are lost in different ways, right? Both, not just the younger or the older one. No, both are lost in different ways. This parable teaches us that it is possible to live in the Father's house, without really getting to know the Father. Although both sons, they had lived their entire lives under the same roof, the two brothers had never opened their hearts to their father. They had closed themselves into the trivial or unimportant little world Of their egoism. The younger son didn't really know his father. He didn't know how much his father loved him and how eagerly his father wanted to give him prosperity and joy. The younger son left home to look for freedom and happiness in a distant country. The gospel says that, right? Get lost. The older son was not better. I thought that the younger son was was the bad guy, right? And the older one was the better because he stayed there. But you know what? No, he was not better. He stayed home, but he became a lost man. He did his duty, worked hard every single day, and fulfilled all his obligations, but became a bitter, bitter, resentful, unhappy, and angry man. The elder or the older son is angry, angry because he has obeyed his father and follows the rules. Just remember that word, rules. And now he is looking for his payment, pay off, right? He had no idea about how much his father cared for him, and so he resented the celebration at his brother's return. So today, I will suggest that we select the character of the older son, because in many ways, this character is the one that is closest to us. Most of the time, priests focus on the prodigal son, right? And sometimes we forget this one, but today, I'm going to focus on the older son. His emphasis on rules and laws of a relationship keeps him from celebrating life with his father, celebrating life with his brother, talking about rules that he, the older son, emphasizes on rules. Have you ever heard people saying Catholic Church has many rules? Have you ever heard that? Yeah, do you think it's true or yes or no? True? Oh my goodness. I wanted to hear no, but it's okay. Yeah, probably yes, right? Rules, rules. We have ten commandments. Now that but next week, you will see in the first few uh, five or six candidates and one curriculum. Who are gonna study for one year in order to receive the sacraments, right? Baptism, confirmation, first communion. And one of them, talking last week with, with him, he said, Why Catholic people have a lot of rules? And I said, Well, just we have Ten Commandments. And he said, But there are certain moral and ecclesiastical precepts imposed by the Roman Catholic Church on all its members. And I say, OK, well, yeah, it's true. And then I read in the Catechism of Catholic churches says that, that we have five, right? We, we have more, but now this is five that, we, that I'd like to share with you. To attend Mass on Sundays and feasts of Obligation, to go to confession at least once a year. Well, I may say when you really need it, right, to celebrate the sacrament of reconciliation to receive Communion during the Easter season, to keep holy the Feast of Obligations, and to observe the days of fasting and abstinence, like Ash Wednesday or Good Friday. When I was a child, I had to follow, to obey rules. At home, as a Seminarian, a lot of rules, a lot of rules. As a priest, I have thousands of rules, okay? Many rules in my life, but when I do this out of love for God brings consolation when I think I'm doing this because I love Jesus. I love God, right? I don't I don't like rules, but it's good to do it, okay? out of love for Christ. Those rules help me to grow in my spiritual life, in my relationship with God, right? Those rules help me to grow in faith. I believe in order to understand, to understand rules. One of my favorite psalm is 19 verses eight to nine it says, the law of the Lord is perfect, refreshing the soul. The decree of the Lord is trustworthy, giving wisdom to the simple. The precepts of the Lord are right, rejoicing the heart. Obeying them brings much reward. The command of the Lord is clear, inlining the eye Okay. The point is not about rules. The point is my relationship with Jesus Christ in order to understand those rules. Look, all these years I served you, and not once did I disobey your orders. I didn't disobey your orders. He was following the rules. Yet you never gave me even a young goat to feast, to feast on my friends. In this complaint, obedience and duty have been a burden, and service has become slavery. The older son needs to be found and led back into the house of joy. All he could do when his brother returned was to react in jealousy and anger. He is judgmental. He keeps pointing to all the good things that he has done, but he does not understand that the father does not love his children because of what they have done, but simple, because they are his sons. The problem with the older son is the lack of gratitude, right? Gratitude, the opposite of resentment. Resentment blocks the perception and experience of life as a gift. The discipline of gratitude is the explicit effort to acknowledge that all I am and have is given to me as a gift of love a gift to be celebrated with joy. I choose gratitude, right, instead of complaint. I can choose to be grateful when I am criticized, even when my heart still responds in bitterness, but I choose gratitude. Because of his ingratitude, all he could do was compare himself to his younger brother. I don't want to say this, but it's human nature. Sometimes we do the same things, right? When we do not see how blessed we are, we start comparing ourselves to others. Why do they have a good marriage? Why do they have good kids? Why do they have a better job? Properties, houses, cars, right? Friends, how often are we like that, right? We are so blessed. We have life, we have our health, we have family and friends, we have good jobs. Sometimes we take all of these things for granted. When gratitude fades, it is replaced by jealousy and anger So if you suddenly find yourselves dealing with episodes of jealousy or anger, and you are not sure what is causing them, look at your level of gratitude, right? How grateful are you for the gifts which you possess? Jealousy and anger are not eliminated by willpower, but by gratitude. Another way to avoid jealousy in our lives is to accept the love of God that has for, for us and the gifts that God has given us. Those gifts are a sure sign of God's unfailing love for us, for you and for me. When we claim God's love, our response to someone's success or exaltation will be joy. Rather than envy, we will be available to celebrate and rejoice in the good fortune of others. God loves does not result from what we do. God loves us because God is love and God chooses to love. When we grow in a good relationship with God, right? We don't reduce Christianity to rules. It is not about rules. It's about my relationship with God, with Christ. God's law is good because it reflects goodness and grace, mercy and justice. This is our faith that tells us that God our Father loves each one of us with an everlasting love. It tells us that God is always watching over us, especially when we stray from the flock or get lost in the dark corner. Our faith tells us that God never gives, us up, gives up on us. My friends, the words of the Father in the parable My son, you are with me always, and all I have is yours. Express the true relationship with God, the Father, with His children.